Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hey, gals and guys. Dave. What's up? And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good things, so Craig, do a good thing. Sure. Um, so as of this recording, we are still in the month of February. Um, so we're celebrating in the U.S. here, since we are all from the United States, celebrating Black History Month. And we're celebrating accomplishments of various people in the community. And today, my good person is, hold on a second, I have to pull up the wiki entry, um, Clarence Ellis. He is a, an American computer scientist who was the first African-American uh, to earn a PhD in computer science. I mean, computer science itself was a relatively new field as well, but he's the first African-American to receive PhD in computer science. Um, he worked on... Oh, he worked at Xerox Park. See, I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wiki entry because I sort of recorded this. Um, well, the people I wanted to do beforehand, but uh, essentially, he's one of the, the the early computer scientists. Um, worked on things like ARPANET and like like we're talking like early networking and things like that. But um, you know, he was a pioneer in that, and of course, celebrated as a computer scientist, which is my field. Um, I'm not sure if I've really revealed that, but. I do have a master's in computer science, so shout outs to my fellow computer science people. So anyway, yeah, it's an early computer scientist, PhD in computer science uh, for an African-American. Neat. I think it's time for Dave. Dave? Hey, uh, my good person this week is pretty well known. You've probably heard of him. If not, you should be familiar with his work. And if not, then you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh Really difficult to talk about black musicians without bringing up the name Chuck Berry, who is like the grandfather of modern rock and roll. Uh, you can see his influence all over the dang place. He's not just a Back to the Future meme, you guys. Wait, wait, is this is this the brother <laughs> or cousin of Marvin Berry? I don't believe Marvin Berry is a real person, but yes. Must have gotten erased <laughs> by time travel. <laughs> Marvin Berry may or may not be an actual person or a character made up for a movie. I'm not actually sure on that. But uh, anyway, I've most well-known work, of course, is Johnny B. Good. Uh, he's done a lot of other stuff, like Run Rudolph. It's actually the second most popular song on my favorite uh, music streaming platform. And, uh, I mean, if you look at, like, the Beatles were heavily influential nobody's gonna doubt that but like where did the beatles start off they started off by covering chuck berry songs uh the beach boys took one of his melodies for surfing usa and you guys should all know that i'm into video game music as well and i listen to a lot of 8-bit nes music and you just you hear chuck berry's influence throughout the compositions the entire 8-bit consoles and uh somewhat in the 16-bit as well like um super dodgeball has at least two different songs that i think are just straight chuck berry songs you've got uh mother one and earthbound like the hippie music is just like complete knockoff of chuck berry style uh even final fantasy 6 uh if you look at the track titles of the soundtrack for final fantasy 6 nobuo amatsu didn't even try to hide it uh, one of the titles of the tracks in that game is called Johnny C. Bad. And bad is spelled with two Ds, I guess, because good is spelled with two O's. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Chuck Berry, just it's very hard to listen to any modern music without spotting the, the Chuck Berry influence therein. Uh, he, I, I wouldn't say that he was the only or even the first person to do so, but definitely one of the major, major players in pushing blues forward into rock and roll. And after perusing his Wikipedia page, don't do that. Don't learn more about this guy personally. Just enjoy <laughs> the music. I normally, I, I normally do look up the uh, Wikipedia pages um, of the of the people when I'm, you know, talking about them. But uh, 
Yeah, I didn't this week. <laughs> it's, he's a he's a great musician. He was a great musician. Uh, all right, so moving on to my good thing this week. Um, as you'll recall, I'm doing black directors, and my my feature this week is one Mr. Ryan Coogler, who you guys you guys may know. Uh, he directed Creed, and he directed Black Panther, the MCU film. Uh, currently directing the sequel, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, he's done good work. I've I've enjoyed two out of three of his feature films. I haven't seen the first one, Fruitvale Station. So, you guys seen this uh, this Black Panther thing? Oh yeah, I've seen that one. That one was good. I've seen it. Watch an MCU movie since like Rise of the Silver Surfer. I've actually mentioned that on this show before. Well, Dave, Rise of the Silver Surfer, <laughs> you may not be aware of this, isn't actually MCU. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, is that because it was so bad it got kicked out of the canon? No, it was before the MCU. That was just a Marvel movie. Oh. I actually didn't realize that there was a distinction. So even like like the old X-Men movies with James Marsden and all were Separate not canon. MCU. Those are, huh. those are X-Men. Um, it's getting brought in somewhat uh there was a doctor strange 2 ad that may or may not have had um patrick stewart doing voiceover it definitely you was somebody who sounded voice. like patrick stewart <laughs> yeah he does sound a little uh different in his uh in his wise end years um but yeah no you the fantastic four are their own thing they were um there's also a rumor that chris evans is going to come back in doctor strange 2 but not as captain america which should be fun, but anywho, yeah, you should watch Black Panther. It's it's a really good movie all on its own. Um, Creed is a an extension of the Rocky franchise, and it's also like really good. So so basically, what I'm saying is that if you have a franchise that's been going for a while and you need a director to add another movie to it, talk to Ryan Coogler. Uh, all right, Craig, not Craig, Tori, Tori, you're next. Okay. Uh, my good person this week, uh, remember, I'm focusing on uh, Black authors and illustrators. And so today I'm going to talk about Octavia Butler, who I've mentioned before. Her book, Kindred, was one of my previous good things. Um, but Octavia Butler is a phenomenal writer, um, has won the uh, Nebula and the Hugo Award, was very um, uh, started publishing more in the 70s is when she kind of got started and uh, went throughout the 80s and 90s, uh, passed away in 2006. Um, but she is not just um, a Black author, like not not just forwarding the cause of Black authors in literature, but also of women authors, particularly in speculative fiction, because... Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but to be a black female science fiction writer in the 70s and 80s was kind of a big deal. And uh, her books are phenomenal. So if you haven't read any of her stuff, I highly recommend it. Um, start with Kindred, because uh, that's my favorite of the stuff that she's done. Cool. Uh, all right, Dave, you hopefully read some chapters this week. Me? Yeah. Uh, they were doing Oathbringer. Doing Oathbringer. It's a book uh, by Brandon Sanderson. You may have heard of him. We're doing he Oathbringer writes... One. <laughs> Oathbringer One, Way of Kings Three, Rhythm of War Negative One by you know him, you love him. If you've ever listened to our podcast, you've probably heard his name drop before. Brandon Sanderson. And I, we're doing I have chapters. no idea who this guy is. What are you What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm gonna have to check the <laughs> Wikipedia page. Uh, Europe. I believe. All right, so I believe we're doing. Chapters 20, starting with 20 today and going to something else. Probably a number that's greater than 20. Yeah, some some higher number. Hang on, I'm going to check uh, our Discord. There's a channel that tells us... It's 26. I can, I can just tell you it's 26. 20 to 26, episode 186 of the Cosmere Deep Dive podcast. Okay, chapter... Yeah, because that's right. We ended the last chapter with the flashback of Downer not figuring out that he could eat with his charred blade. Uh, not as smart as Lyft, I guess. Uh, <laughs> chapter 20. Chords to bind. Does this mean war? Is this a Kaladin, Kaladin listener episode? Kaladin Parshman? 
All right, Craig. What? This is where you step in and explain my bullet notes. <laughs> so, hold on. I need to... Oh, let me uh, pull up your stream. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'll just mention it right now. Dave will also stream his notes to us um, in the Discord. Like, the Discord has an option to stream it. So, I believe if you happen to be a Patreon of us, you can join us on a call. I'm not saying you have to, but you may join us, and I believe you should be able to as well. Which is how how does one become a patron of us, Craig? Oh well, thanks for asking, Mike. Uh, you could actually go to our Patreon at uh, Patreon.com/slash/CosmereCast, and uh, you'll find us there. And if you wish, you can drop us a, a little bit of a donation, or um, you can also just link uh copy the link to our discord and join our discord directly from there with no donation necessary but come there, join hang out you do have to be an active patron to join our live recording so that right. is a requirement yes um anyway okay so uh cords to bind wait yeah okay I, I, I saw your 19 which is still funny Delnar, just cut your meat with the shard blade my dude <laughs> um anyway scroll this down, all man. your does this mean war so, do you actually want me to talk about this chapter? This is the one where Kaladin is hanging out with the uh, the the Parshman as they're trying to figure out essentially just how to get around. Um, specifically, he's teaching them how to like treat their wounds and stuff like that. Um, and he's like telling them like do this, make sure you clean out the wound. By the way, side note, really interesting that uh, they're able to like clean wounds and deal with injuries a lot better because you have rot spread that you can actually see. So you know when uh, an injury is infected because you can see the sprint doing whatever it is sprint do. So, you know, they typically dance around and cheer. Germ theory is that what they do. You know, germ theory uh, has a better understanding much earlier on Rochar than it did in, you know, Earth or something. Anyway, um, so, yeah, he's teaching them how to bind moons and things like that. And he's giving them other suggestions about how to get around and stuff like that. And the, the parchment's like essentially like, why are you helping us? We're going to fight like what they're going to want us back because we were valuable slaves. This is good. There's going to be war. So it's like and I think that's what Dave's does this mean war uh, quote means, because essentially but like does this actually just a theory, a germ theory. There you go, yeah. guys. <laughs> Figuring it out. So yeah, the, so... uh, the parchment that Kaladin is talking to for most of this chapter is extremely angry about a lot of stuff that he is very justified in being angry about. Like, Absolutely. Dude, it's so sad because he mentions how his wife was, well, his mate, I guess, um, was taken from him. Way. He had to keep his, he was allowed to have his daughter who he would only hold on to at night. Like, this is so sad. He has no idea what's happening while his identity was taken from him. Like, everything's cloudy. He knows he has a daughter, but... He can't communicate with dude, dude, this. Yeah, just add, add to the topic. This is so of, disturbing, man. Add to the list of sensitive topics that Brandon is willing to address in this book. We've already had depression. Uh, add a realistic depiction of slavery, I assume. Well, and we, the slavery effect, and like the aftermath of like these guys have escaped. But there's there's so much uh, impact that's uh, been done and harmed them, you know, throughout the years of the slavery, right? Plus it's, a magic it's, element. It's messed up. It is messed up. And, you know, the Alethian, whatever, like, they don't know. They're like, oh, I just need my people. Like, you know, I am not on your side with any of this. Using people is wrong. Like, it's just... Anyway, let's uh, go on to, to something. Alan chapters are sad, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, best, yeah. Uh, the best uh, copper mine description of a chapter was Kaladin Mopes. <laughs> <laughs> which chapter was that this one was no that, that's all that, of them dave that's, that's, that's all of them it, it was that, like the first sentence of a chapter synopsis or something every chapter that has kaladin as a viewpoint it's the first sentence. all right chapter 21 set up to fail where did shallan find the red hair no not one? fail fall oh i'm set gonna blame to that fall I'm going to uh, go ahead and pin that one on the autocorrect, Spren. <laughs> All right. Where did Shalon... Does, wait, wait, wait. Wait, does autocorrect Spren look like Clippy? It's a little paperclip, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, you know they it They spawn does. behind it the does. phone. I assume so, but they spawn behind the phone, so I don't see them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, paperclips would have to be extremely 
powerful in the in in the Cosmere because paper is just so heavy. Oh yeah. And and paper clips are made of metal. But what if the paper clips made of pewter and it can like burn itself to bind? I the think it would together? have to just yeah. just to function as a paper clip. It would have to be made of self burning pewter. All right, all right, fanfic writers, your task is set before you. Chapter twenty one. Chapter twenty one. Set up to fall. Uh, <laughs> where did Shalon find the red hair to sleep on? No mating. How does Hatham still have any stormlight? Massages. Posse. Time to meet Eli. Adolin is moral and just. Just like Dalinar. Well, maybe young Dalinar. I wonder what he's hiding from Shalon. Oh, good. Mrazia's already here. Chapter 21 takes place with Shalon waking up after her night, after her bender and Adolin shows up and I got, I don't remember the context, but I remember this no mating joke really got me. I laughed out loud reading it. Uh, they are talking about Shalon's cycle. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you so care to chime in? The rough sequence of events is... Shalon has been in bed all day. Adolin comes to visit. Are you feeling okay? Is it your cycle? Why do you think it's my cycle? No, it's a woman thing. Is it a is it the yeah. woman thing? It's girl stuff. Yeah. It's girl stuff. And girl stuff. Then they get to talking a little more. She says it is. Then she says it isn't. They they talk some more. Like Adolin isn't quite as dumb as he normally is here. Apparently one of the one of the women he was dating claimed women troubles four times in one month. He's observant. Like he, he can, he can pay attention to things. He's not just going to take things at. Sur- and I think they, they feel like Adolin just takes things at surface value. And he, you know, he pays attention. It like, still doesn't make lied. up for him missing a, a very crucial dueling thing, Erg. But hey, Shalon figured it out. All right, okay. So that was mm, that kind of stung in the same way that Vin figuring out the sixteen thing. I didn't really buy that when Vin did it, and don't really buy it when Shalon did it. But I guess I guess it's similar. It's like us. Oh, so you had the outside eye that doesn't have any knowledge of the depth of the rules or uh, studies, and I don't know. Okay, hold on. I have an argument here. We went over this before. I'm not yeah. going to go too much into it. However, um, those of you on the recording definitely know I play a lot of Link to the Past uh, randomizer. Um, some of you might know that I, I regularly participate in tournaments and things like that. I'm decent at it. I, I did happen to win uh, one of the official competitions at one point. Um, 2019! 2019. Um, which was a while ago as of this recording, but I still play regularly. Point is, I'm good at the game. And there is still things that either I don't know about, or more likely, I will completely forget sometimes. Like, for example, uh, the key logic in, in a particular dungeon. There has been times recently in my practice, which I think Mike can attest to, where I just completely forget to like go a certain direction or that I had a particular item that could help me go faster. Like, these things happen. They slip my mind while I'm actively doing things. My argument is that, yes, Adolin knows a ton about dueling. Dueling is his thing. But... He could still miss the fine points of, do you know what you're agreeing to? Because, like, you're in the moment, you make an assumption, this is what you meant, and you didn't realize this is how it could be taken in a different way. Like, that that's my argument. Like, you could be really skilled and good at what you do, and just sometimes while you're talking or while you're doing an action, you could just make a simple assumption that gets locked in. I have done this many times in my race where I'll make an assumption or I'll make a plan, and even though there's better plans, I still stick to the old one because I didn't have time to think about it or process. And my counterpoint to that is still, it's it's not necessarily that Adolin didn't catch it. It's that Sadius's plan required Adolin to not catch it. And my counterpoint is, I don't have a problem with Adolin missing it. I have a problem with Shallan catching it or Vin catching the 16 thing like somebody who doesn't even know the rules of the game or or study Whoa. the topic like can pick up on something no I think Shallan is a good person to get it because she 
looks at and handles Shalon is good at Shalon is good at language yes yes she's good at language wordplay things like that it's like there are certain things that I could say um that I guess would be common in crossword puzzles for example which I know Dave has been doing regularly recently like there's certain terminology and things of how they freeze their clues that Dave picks up on but when I see someone do it, like if I watched one of his streams or something, I have no idea because there, there's wordplay. There's things that are happening that my brain just doesn't think that way. So I think Shalon catching on to it because she's very good with wordplay and thinking about language and things like that. It just is natural for her to pick up on. I don't have anything on the whole Vin thing because I don't remember that argument or discussion. And and I think we talked about before, Mike, I think Sadius was just trying to take advantage of a situation a little that was dropped in his lap like oh Adolin just agreed to this duel that could basically mean multiple people versus him I'm going to take advantage of this I don't think it's explicit or maybe it was explicitly said that he needs this to happen but I thought it was just like basically it was a gift given to Sadius and he was going to take advantage of it at least until Kaladin jumped into the ring (laughs) yeah speaking of uh, crossword puzzles and the kind of like wordplay and stuff I had a kind of funny situation with a crossword puzzle recently and the clue was a uh, fly far away with a question mark so you you understand that it's a play on words with a question mark in the clue is fly far away six letters and i immediately wrote down cc because that's a type of fly that exists like the animal fly that exists far away from the united states and so where the crossword puzzle was written and so like i was like oh fly far away easy cc and my friend was in a voice call with me, and she's like, how do you know that? And I was just like, crossword puzzles are easy. You just got to know all the answers. Like, But, you know, you just you, it's funny because it is kind of true. You have to do enough crossword puzzles to understand the tricks that they use and the common words. And But uh, anyway, uh, let's go on from so, that. So, yeah, what's happening with Shalon is actually she's hung over and somebody stabbed her hand and she ran out of Stormlight. Is she that hung? Oh, I guess if she ran out of Stormlight, she could. She is hungover, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, she couldn't completely heal. She's not as hungover as she normally would be, but yeah. I th- I think the Stormlight helped a little bit, but it still wasn't able to completely get rid of, like, yeah, heal her injury and get rid of her. We still haven't had a high storm since the Weeping, I don't think. Or did we have one? We haven't had one yet. Haven't one, I okay. think. Yeah, I think it's still the Weeping. It is interesting okay. that this... this period of time is sort of used as a like a time for tension like now that we have people that have powers um we're sort of dependent on the high storms and we just had the big high storm at the end of uh words of radiant so it's sort of like mm-hmm. this is the time that it's most dangerous for knights radiant because they cannot just get their storm light back it's like uh when there's a solar eclipse for superman yes yeah we're not a solar eclipse for the Green Lantern when the sun is yellow. Or a comet for everybody who isn't a firebender. I understand what we're talking about. <laughs> Good All job, right, Mike. so Adolin gets Shalon out of bed. He's like, I need you to help me talk to Eli. And I forget why we mentioned Hat Ham here, but he's got he's got a bunch of Stormlight left over. And they're like, oh, how does he have all this storm? Like, oh, well, let's mention it and then not think about it and just move on. And then we walk up on Sabariel and Polona and they're having massages, which uh, seems very characteristic of them. And I love it. (laughs) Shalon is upset that they have cots for massages, but she has to sleep on the ground. No, she sleeps on her hair. I, I love the entire exchange where she's like, you guys get cots and I don't even get a bed. And he's like, are you a high prince? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Barrio's great. Polona too. And he also uh, gives her crap for not working on his his books like she was supposed totally to. It's totally fair. <laughs> it's like, you're not doing what I'm paying you for. And I'm still paying you. So you could buy a bed if you wanted. <laughs> All right. Uh, some posse. Oh, the posse is Gaz and uh, Vata? Is that his name? What's that guy's name? Vatha. 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 Uh, yeah that's the one so yeah they they escort them i forget who makes the point where it's like you got to give them something important seeming to do so that they don't get restless and start busting out crimes or something adolin 
Adolin is, Adolin okay. has been training to be a military leader since he was negative three years old. Like, he <laughs> knows this stuff. Alright, let me think about this. Since he so, was an apple in Dalinar's eye. Dalinar doesn't have apples in his eye. Well, he not has... anymore. No, he's got... Uh... Thrill in his eyes? Thrill? Thrill. A thrill. A thrill. Yeah. At least back then he did. That has to translate to things besides war. Anyway, uh, so we go and... No mating. We <laughs> run into Gaz and Batha. And it's time to meet uh, uh, meet Ayla. And, like, Adolin is acting a little funny, I guess. And Shallan's like, you're hiding something from me. I like that. Or something. I don't remember. But she also says that he's moral and just, just like his father. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think he might know. who. And that's the end of chapter 21. And Raze is there. And Raze is there. It's already here. It's a party. Woo! Anyone ready for chapter 22? Yes. It's a lot of chapters, you guys. Uh, it it's like six this week. I think we read no, like... We normally read 50 pages. I think we read like 3,000 this week. All right, we'll, we'll talk to Tori about that <laughs> one. The actual Google spreadsheet of the diagram does have the number of pages listed. Uh, I didn't look at it, though, which maybe I should have when scheduling my reading this week, because uh, I had a lot of catching up to do last night. Chapter 22, The Darkness Within. And if you're listening to the podcast recording, that wasn't Mike editing out the silence. I just awkwardly didn't pause between sentence and chapter. Uh, why did the chicken cross the oath gate? Craig. Craig, finish the joke. Look, I can't even figure out what the heck he means by this. <laughs> Oh, I got, oh, because Maurice has a chicken on his shoulder. Uh, close enough. All right, Adolin insists that the murder of Sadius was not his father's doing. Chickens don't chirp, they gobble. Eli thinks the murderer is in the colon war camp. Adolin should share info with... <gasps> Amaran? That's the guy who killed Hilarin. Yay, the high storms have returned. All right, um, since... It's just good. Hey, uh, Adolin and Shalon show up. Well, I guess they showed up at the end of chapter 21, and they and Shalon recognized Marezi, and uh, Marezi has a chicken on his shoulder. I don't know if that's significant. Uh, so, really, Adolin's talking. Friend. Adolin is talking to Ayali, and she sends Marezi and um, Shalon off into another room to go get tea for them. I love Shalon. Shalon Shalon gets tea for herself and Adolin and nobody else. Like, I did what you said, literally. (laughs) But she really only goes off because she wants to talk to Mraze. Yes. Uh, And, you know, this is the first time we see Mraze. Dave? Dave? Yeah. Talk about the chicken. So the the problem we have here is that uh, the people on Roshar only know about crabs and, and weird crab things. So... Every bird is a chicken to them because you eat the chicken. So they only know about chickens from Shinovar. This is not a chicken. Oh, is that a high storm thing? Because birds can't like thrive in high storms because there's too much wind and lightning and stormlight and stuff. They they just, they're not native to anywhere outside of Shinovar. Chickens don't fly. Chickens do not fly. They cultivate chickens at Shinovar. This is Mm -hmm. not a chicken. It is a bird that is capable of flight. Modern, about... modern bread for food chickens don't fly very well. Chickens as a species, totally capable of flight. Like cuckoos, they can fly if you get them angry enough. <laughs> um, Think about what other Cosmere book had very prominent birds a story. Uh, it was, it was Popchul Island's book. Yeah. From the first of so, the sun. So think about what kind of bird that might be on Marais' shoulder. Maybe Wait. connect the two, Dave. Maurice has a has an invested bird. You think is he a world hopper? Mm, good question. He knows a lot. He does know a lot. Like he knows. I think we actually found out in a previous book that Maurice knows about the diagram, right? Yeah, he knows a lot, a lot. Maybe he knows Hoyt. I'm sure he's acquainted with Wit. Uh, so this is the first time we see Maurice in the book Oathbringer. If you recall from Words of Radiance, Maurice. Is a I don't know I don't want to say leader he's like a high ranking dude in the Ghost Bloods the secret society that Shalon is a part of. He's Shalon's and... primary contact. 
at this point. Yeah, he's he's her boss. He's her ghost blood boss. Is and ghost a surge? Blood is a surge. Is ghost a surge? I don't know. It's a it's an ammunition for Naja's gun. That's a cognitive shadow, Michael. Uh, uh, do you remember Mraze's boss? Ow! Oh, uh, Adelnalzium. Yep. No, so, so his baps. His baps. His baps. Is it Taravangian? No. Oh. So, Taravangian turns there out was, to be a lot of people's bosses somehow. There's this weird woman who wore a mask. Oh, she was that, his boss. I thought he was her yeah. boss. Yeah. No, she's the boss. Mask Lady is the boss. Okay. I and and where else have we heard about mask people? Roshar. No, no. This is Roshar. Scadriel. There you go. So you think that Ghost Bloods might be like world hoppers from Scadriel? Or at least that's the origin of the ghost hoppers? She no, specifically the is from Southern Scadriel. <laughs> so Mask Lady is a ghost hopper. That's your theory. A ghost hopper this... from Blood World. <laughs> all right i'm gonna guess that this isn't actually expounded upon in the book and it's just fan theories that were confirmed by brandon otherwise you wouldn't be telling me uh yeah basically okay this is this is the bit that we do where we fill you in on stuff that you should know if you were active in the fan community at the time yeah okay uh what's going on here all right um that actually so all right so we have so we have the Ghost Bloods, and we have a World Hopper from Scadrill and a World Hopper from First of the Sun. What's happening? Well, he's not necessarily from. Okay, but he First has a bird sun. from. First but he of the has sun. a his, bird. His from. bird is a World Hopper. Yes. Oh, um, that explains why chickens don't chirp because it's not a chicken. But also, all all birds on Roshar are chickens. Um, Shalon back in the last book met a. I'm pretty sure a, a parrot type species that could that could mimic Hookerly. talking and and it was just called a chicken. Were there burbs? Remember that interlude chapter where there was the trader lady, trader with a day trader lady and she had to jump off a cliff to prove something to Ryzen, these, yes. like island people. Ryzen is her name? R S Y N. Resign? Whatever. Yeah, did they have burbs? She... I don't remember. No. That doesn't matter. Okay. They, okay. I don't remember so, any birds there. They yes, yes. They interacted with some birds. Um, in back in Way of Kings, in that interlude, um, they picked well, they up were some in chickens, actual chickens. Yes, actual yes, chickens actual from the chickens. shins. Well, they were in Shinovar, so duh. They had stupid grass and right. chickens. And she was asking her Babst why they weren't like picking up horses because they're worth so much more. And he was explaining like, well, they're also a giant pain to take care of. And these are way easier to take care of, and they're also worth a ton because they only come from here. And and he traded the away like soul cast into metal. The cost of the chicken. Soul cast the chicken. So I do want to make one comment real quick. Um, sorry, this is going back to uh, Iatil, which is Marie's Bapsk, the the woman with the mask. Um, she. Craig, you, so this you sound this like you're the... having a bad day, man. With with all the pronunciation needed. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> these names. Um. This was mentioned in a convention from 2016, so that was before Oathbringer came out. So we are safe, spoiler-wise, but Dave can know. Iotel is actually... Oh, he doesn't know what this is yet, does he? I don't think we've actually heard about it. I don't know where you're going, so I can't... Yeah, remember that She's the book from Silverlight. Re- <laughs> Silverlight was not released in chapters. It was released as the whole book. Anyway. She, she is from Silverlight, who is also... Which is also the home of Chris and Naz. Uh, it's a city that exists in the cognitive oh, realm. It's a city on Sand Planet. Okay. No, it's not on Sand Planet. It's, it's a city in the cognitive uh, realm. It's the university oh. that uh, Chris is doing her doctorate. Oh, with. yeah. They yeah. mentioned Silverlight. They mentioned Silverlight. Silverlight's mentioned in our in uh, Arcanum Unbounded. Yeah, that's right. But so. Anyway, it ain't a chicken, you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eli thinks that Sadius's murder is in the Colon War Camp. I think so too. Um, I mean, not currently. Currently, he's in the okay. uh, the Sadie War Camp. Okay. Uh, so the High Prince of Information is Amaram, and you know, Adolin's like, uh, "Bridge Boy's got a grudge with him," and Shalon's like, "Not just Bridge Boy," because remember, uh, Shalon believes that Amaram killed her brother Hilarion. 
And uh, it was kind of funny. Marais also drops uh, drops the whole, like, oh, I can tell you what really happened to Hilarion, you know, while they're getting tea and he's getting a chair. And, you know, he's kind of holding that over her. And here's Amaram, the man that she assumes killed Hilarion. She only assumes that because he said that extremely publicly to literally everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. And then uh, High Storms are back, yay. Anything else for Chapter 31? Uh, doesn't doesn't he doesn't Raze give Shallan a job here? Is that this? I think that's. I this mean, chapter. that's that's in this chapter. I don't know if Dave. Yep, that's what happens here. Gives her the job to figure uh, out to get rid of the darkness. That's yeah. He's like, isn't there something wrong with this place? Yeah, yeah. Good talk, Dave. Anything else for Chapter Thirty One? Uh, we're on twenty two, but sure. <laughs> Can I blame Autocomplete Sprint for rating 32 instead you of 23? You can only blame, blame Sprint for so long. Man. <laughs> Chapter 32 or 23. Oh, man. Uh, Are you ready? All right. Chapter 23. Riders on the Storming People Are Strange. My favorite song by the Youth Gates. <laughs> I like that it's I by the at least Oath one Gates. person gets this. Too. The actual title of the chapter is "Storming Strange," which reminded me of two different songs by the Oath Gates. Which I, I think... was I was half expecting you to try to sing this. Uh, people don't want to hear that. Uh, I kind of want to hear that. Uh, there's a killer on the road. <laughs> there you get me happy. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's actually write this song someday. All right, Kaladin secures a bunker for his Parsh buddies, uh, and it turns out the Void Sprint is just Tattle from Majora's Mask. It's literally, it's just yellow Sulfrena, just as Tattle is yellow Navi. We've already established that Sulfrena is Navi, the Void Sprint is Tattle. Yep, that tracks. It sounds legit. Um, yeah, all right, Kaladin shows up, he's like, I I need you, <laughs> they're at this way stop, he's like, I need shelter from the storm from my secret army or something like that and he's a parchment his bunker or something i don't know that's about it his what high lord is very secretive very extremely secretive. secretive like you can't even see his soldiers it's very private all right I, i'll take the silence meaning that okay let's move on yeah there's not much Ch in this one <laughs> we already talked about it chapter 24 men of blood and sorrow Adratagia, the head of Carbranthian Scribitude. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't read the notes. <laughs> the head Carbranthian Scribe. Meleta, Radiant of Yakaved. Taravangian had anticipated this day. I wonder when he did that. Dalinar remembers stuff. Taravangian thinks the Shin are hateful because they kept killing monarchs. Uh, dude. You're going to conquer everyone, Blackthorn. So, yeah, Tyrevangian meets up with Thalinar, and, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not diagram day, guys. You can't expect too much from this guy. And uh, he's got this, this head scribe, and he brings a radiant with him, Miletos, the radiant of uh, Yaakov Head. And Dalinar's a little suspicious that she might actually have an honor blade and not a live spren blade or something. Uh, he starts remembering stuff. Um, Tarifantian's like, I, I, does, does he legitimately not know that he hired Seth to kill all these guys? <laughs> like, what the heck? Maybe he doesn't. This doesn't seem like one of his best days. Yeah, this is this is definitely like a borderline keep him locked up in his room day. <laughs> I mean, I feel like though some days he's sort of average, but he'll play dumb. Like he he'll That's act true. a little worse than he's just so that way he can skirt on by. Because because the expectation people have formed is that he's sort of slow on period. Yeah, and he does say one smart thing. I wasn't smart enough to write it down, but he says one smart thing in this chapter. And Dalinar's like, ah, maybe there is a hint of the old Tyrevangian before the disease took his mind. Yeah, they assumed that he had probably a stroke um, five years ago, which would be when he actually went to go seek the old magic. He did what? For his capacity. He sought the I old could magic. See, you know this. I could see Tyrevangian being smart enough to try to trick the old magic by getting, like, he'll be like, 
all right, make me super smart for a day. And uh, the Night Watcher would be like, heh, heh, I'm going to make you super smart and then like strike you with a brain disease. And then he's like, haha, but I'm going to write everything down on the day that I'm super smart or something like that. I was I didn't actually know if the, it was had we seen information about Tyrvangian seeking the old magic yet, but I was kind of getting that impression anyway. I was going to ask Mike if if this is spoilers or if we should already. I'm almost certain that he should know this. I'm I'm fairly certain it was discussed at least a little bit in the last book. They're long books. I can't remember everything. But we know what Taravangian actually requested. And we know how it works mechanically. And yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> we know lots of stuff. I know about so this. little about Nightwatcher. Uh, I'm I'm trying to look it up to see if I can find the. Exact quote. Ah, oh, here it is. Uh, you learned it in Words of Radiance Interlude I-14. So he asked, so I can actually just tell you what he said. Um, where's the quote? I just had it. Gosh, dang it. Um, he asked the Night Watcher for capacity. Capacity to stop what was coming. The capacity to save humankind. That is what he requested from Night Watcher. What he got was this, which which is this weird bar of intelligence versus compassion and they are exclusive to each other so if you raise one you have to lower the other real life yeah um he he requested capacity and also we know that typically when someone asks for a boon from the night watcher you're given a boon and a curse and the curse doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the boon it could just be a random curse Uh, like the the guy that saw everything upside down that night watcher thinks is hilarious so she does it, or Nightwatcher. His, his, night night his boon night was getting some so cloth friends, that he could sell. Sorry, what'd you say, Dave? I wanted to know what you said. Cloth he could sell. Yes, the guy who saw the world upside down, his boon was some cloth that he could sell to feed his family for the winter. For yeah. one winter, so not going to <laughs> Man, you should have asked for a permanent. Oh, he got used to it. It's, everything's upside down. It's still good. It's still good. It's like a bad Mario Maker level. Dude, he could play the Mario Maker upside down <laughs> stuff and it'd be normal to him and be like, yeah, this is so easy. The, the author will be like, <laughs> watch me get this guy with an upside down level. And then dude's like, oh, dude, that was like the most this. evil I've heard you ever quote something. That was great. <laughs> well, and it's I mean, like an that's... evil Mario Maker designer. <laughs> I believe that's redundant, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, gosh, dang it. What happens? Is this a chapter? Yakoved, Taravangian shows up. He's kind of dumb, but a very tiny bit smart. And down there, sees a hint of his old intelligent self. And Taravangian throws some shade on the Shin, even though he's the guy that's telling the Shin to kill people. And then he's like, all right, Blackthorn, who are we going to kill first? And Blackthorn, <clears throat> Dalinar, is like, I'm not going to kill people. Uh, that's why people don't like me. They think I'm going to kill them. There you go. There's chapter 24. I mean, you can see where he's coming from, though. Like, like I mean, I've seen, seen some the of the flashback chapters. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, honestly, if you didn't have any of the flashbacks, that probably would have came as a bit of a surprise to you. Because we've seen how down our acts in Way of Kings and Wars of Radiance, and he seems a pretty honorable guy. It's like, why does no one trust him? But you look at his... You look at the the preludes or, you know, the bat, the flashbacks. Well, in addition to that, I do not think you get the nickname Blackthorn without earning it. And he did in the first pre er, flashback chapter that we got for him in this book. (laughs) That that's literally where he got the name was he got shot by a bunch of black arrows from that one sniper archer. And wasn't even phased. And then and then he caught up to the guy and he was like, hey, 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 shoot that corpse. (laughs) You want a job? <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on to chapter 25, we have a neat little illustration between chapters 24 and 25. And this is basically, a, it's a seems to be a demon made up of all the horses that Brandon has killed over the years. And if That's this were... a lot of horses, man. <laughs> it's a lot of horses. Um, I think at least three at this point there's the definitely there's the one horse that vin just sliced in half like straight up when she went to kill uh ellen's dad uh mr venture and uh there was also one of the rosadium i think was it adolin's horse that adolin's rosadium horse yes yeah short short blood yeah short no short gallant gallant okay 
Sorry, and Shortblade, Shortblade and is Dalinar. Yeah, Adolin yeah. had the sad horse scene with Dalinar's horse. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'll tell you what. If this boss, if I'm sorry, if this this demon horse thing were a boss in a video game, I don't think it would have any weaknesses. You know why, Craig? Uh, so unfortunately, I can't see the illustration, but I'm going to guess because it has no eyes. <laughs> no, it's because you shouldn't beat a dead horse. Oh. Uh. No. Wow, man. I walked right into where's it. The, where's the dad? Come on. We've been dad you know, joking it up. Every Come now on. and then I spontaneous dad joke. And I know Mikey's <laughs> proud of this. It's it's happening. It's a I'm slow so proud transition, of this. but it's happening. I'm so happy Mike's... that that you're becoming. Uh, see, you're already a father, Craig, but you haven't yet become a dad. No, no. <laughs> I did something the other day. And, and one of my friends is like, and so now... You're not just a father, you are a dad. I'm like, Someday you'll on. you'll break out of your chrysalis and build a deck and say puns. <laughs> Specifically, build, dude, build my dad deck. built a deck when I was it a kid, it. too. It's just what you do. He already, his house came with a deck. It's on the no. first floor, so I don't know if it counts. <laughs> no, he, in their old house, he built a deck. Oh, your house. Oh, my house. You have like a little patio, but it's on the first floor, so I don't know if it counts doesn't count <laughs> i mean decks don't last forever he's gonna have to replace it someday and that will count <laughs> yeah it's like magic the gathering you build a deck and then the next expansion comes out and you gotta fix it well before you can build a deck you need some power tools and how are you going to store those in your garage and also keep your car in there you just can't the car is going to have to start parking in the driveway but craig has two cars in his garage well they're both going to have to park in the driveway because you need room for that for that table saw you know Oh, and I want to come over to play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happening. Then you got to play on the table saw. It's the only surface available. That's a trick question. <laughs> I don't like that game. Uh, uh-oh. It's a good game. I just, I don't find it fun after many years. Uh, anyway, that's not part of this discussion. There's a weird, creepy horse drawing, you guys. Yeah, right there is. Chapter 25. It's a very good, weird, creepy horse drawing <laughs> that Naj stole at some point. From someone. Possibly Probably Shalon. I honestly Probably don't remember. Alright, chapter 25. The girl who looked up. Uh, is this like Cricket from the Hitchhiker's Guide universe where nobody looks up because this there's like this haze over the sky so they never have any stars to look at. And then somebody looks up and they're like, oh, let's go murder everybody. <laughs> oh man, I love Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you guys. Yeah, that's a good one. Alright. Bracky and Ultra. Alright, Shalon puts on a one-man group lie for pattern. Doomslug Spren. Numihuku Makiaki Ayalunamore gets stabbed in the hand. I guess Scissor beats Rock after all. And that's the end of chapter 25. <laughs> I didn't realize that was so funny last night, but man, is it good. Alright, um, so Shalon... Yeah, she's wandering around by herself, which she's not supposed to do, but there was a high storm. She's got plenty of stormlight, so she feels confident that she can walk around alone safely. So she comes up to a theater, and she's like, ah, the people that built Erythrea were human after all. And she tells uh, Pattern, you know, about the concept of a play, and she's like, it's kind of like a big lie that everybody takes place in. You would like it. And so she starts to do this... uh, like really grandiose illusionary play uh using more stormlight and being uh, more intricate with her powers than she has in uh, ever up to this point and she tells the story of the girl who looked up and blah 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 there's a wall she's not supposed to climb it because the wall is keeping out evil but then she climbs it anyway and it's like <gasps> we were the evil all along because the staircase is on the other side of the wall and you know then we she also, you know, in her illusions, she had corrupted an audience to watch the play. And when she dispels the illusion, she sees there's one member of the audience that still remains. And they run out of the theater and she chases him down. And she's not quite sure if maybe it really was there or not. And then it was like this friend that kind of slurps through the wall. And the walls have holes in them uh, that lead into the uh like the marketplace which is i think four stories tall or something and so she runs around and goes back to the the marketplace and she's like oh where'd that where'd that weird spren thingy go and uh we we run into numuhuku makiaki ayalunamore 
And wouldn't you know it, a uh, another horn eater has had a knife stabbed right through his hand, just like Vale did to the guy at uh, Ale's Alley, or what's that place called? Way's Way Stop or Ale's Alley? Corn's Corner? What the heck was the name of that bar? Drinkbird. I, I think it was All's Alley. All's Alley. <laughs> what did I say? Everything but that? You said Ale's Alley. Ale, Ale's Alley is so much better. I don't know. Drinkberg. <laughs> Drinkberg. Um, so, yeah, there's, you know, this is the third time that we see somebody performing a violent act and then the violent act being repeated mysteriously onto another similar looking person. And it's the, the spren's not really Doomslug. I don't know why I thought about Doomslug, but I thought it would be cute to write that in there. It's just like, cause it's like sitting on a wall and it reminded me of the worm from Labyrinth slash Doomslug. Anything to add? No. Chapter 26, Blackthorn Unleashed. We get another flashback here, or another flash Blackthorn. Dalinar wonders what it would take to earn the Arden's displeasure. I think he might learn someday. Evie is borderline pagan, apparently. Need to kill High Prince Kalinor. Add another body to the demon horse pile. Rhythm of fighting. Can we make Stormlight Warriors a rhythm game? Dalinar is OP. American Gladiators Biathlon. Mom says it's my turn to use the thrill. Some guy falls off a cliff. Dalinar almost kills Gavilar, but then he doesn't. No. Nope. Dalinar... Nope. Read, read what you actually wrote. <laughs> I can't because uh, only the patrons are allowed to see that, Mike. <laughs> that is definitely autocomplete, Sprint. Hello? Why would I write that? <laughs> you can read it if you want. Dalinar almost like Gavilar, but then doesn't. That's uh, so yeah. good, though. <laughs> and finally, Dalinar just can't wait to be not king. And all right, flashbacky. And the chapter starts off with Dalinar and his betrothed Evie saying some pagan prayers over him. Nivani doesn't trust the pagan prayers, so she gives him her own uh, piece of paper to burn. And then. Dalinar says his own little prayer, and it's very straightforward. It's like, let me kill people. Yep. What is he saying? Okay. Uh, All right, let me be dude. strong. Oh, right. He says, Rub let me be stronger than those who would kill me. Rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, not Elokar. Elokar's dad. Gavilar tells Dalinar that, oh, you know, I need you no, to no, do no. one No, 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 his thing. name is just not Elokar. That's it. Gavilar tells Dalinar, I need you to draw out High Prince Kalinor and kill it. And then everyone else, all the other dominoes will fall into place like a deck of cards. Checkmate. Uh, another horse dies uh, because you, you have a shard bearer riding a normal mortal horse and he breaks his back. Um, it's, I, it's extremely I wrote brutal. The I wrote the bullet point about the horse demon in the illustration as kind of like a joke because it's like a running gag about horses dying in Brandon books now. But then he just does it two chapters later. Come on, Brandon. What do you got against horses? And it's so brutal. Like, uh, I did not like reading that part. To be fair, if you guys don't know about horses, they're surprisingly delicate for a creature their size. Like, you can look at them wrong and they'll die. I was reading about that. I mean, they walk on a single toenail. Like, that's what that is. They're, they, that's how probably did, why they only survived because of us. Like, we like basically sheep. made them to be this way. It's our fault. And chickens. And Where chickens, would chickens are, and sheep be without us? Chickens would be flying. I mean, that's, guys, that's like <laughs> all be, domesticated they'd be animals. Oblivious. Well, you we, look at cows and they're giant fat beasts. We bred them weird over and over and over again, and we broke them. We beat the game. This is why we can't have nice things. Like, know, we man. took wolves. is pretty nice. We started with wolves, we added 10,000 years in selective breeding, and now we have pugs that can't breathe because their sinuses are too small. Yep. Uh, demon horse pile, rhythm of fighting, just, I guess kind of like rhythm of war, but not as big. Um, and down Rhythm of group. single battle. <laughs> Uh, Dalinar is... Oh, yeah, so I gotta mention Stormlight Warriors again. Uh, Koemi Tecmo, get on that. It's gonna be an awesome game. I can have Kaladin and 
knock down like hordes and hordes of Parshendi with a spear. Not well, I like that yeah. you said, can it be a rhythm game? So what, do you have to like hit the buttons in time to the music? Yes. To, to do cool moves? I, well, like, I've I like played, that plan. I've played Hyrule Warriors and yeah, could you somehow combine like Hyrule Warriors and Cadence of Hyrule? Or like their actual yeah. base game. Like, like you'd have like a Dynasty Warrior been... scripted a Necrodancer hybrid. Like I'm, I'm thinking light. of I'm I'm thinking of the, the gunblade mechanic on Final Fantasy VIII, you know? Just time it correctly when you Yeah, where it's the, the, the little bar and you've got to hit the trigger at, like when it's in the right place. Like except it's a metronome maybe. Like I don't know. Yeah. There's or, definitely been games I've had where you have to time the button. Like, if you happen to time the input correctly, you get a bonus hit to your damage. Like, if it's in like time, Mother it's 3. not necessarily to the music, but um, in time to some, like, visual cue, because it, it, it combos correctly. So that exists already in games. What if it's a DDR game, and what you see on the screen is, like, a Dynasty Warriors? What so if like... they took DDR, <laughs> take DDR, and make it DDR99? Where it's like a massive online like combat game of DDR. No one plays DDR anymore, but I bet if they came out with DDR ninety nine, people would play it. Tekken DDR King of Mortal Street Fighter ninety nine. All right, every company whose games we just mentioned, get on it. Uh, Dalinar is OP, so yeah, he knocks out like a hundred dudes, and out of the hundred people that he killed, only three of them were on his own team. And I'm not 100% convinced that Dalinar killed them. They're like, there's this whole, like, fracas going on. Like, it's possible that uh, Cabalabadoo's soldiers killed the blue people. But, you know, I think the assumption is that Dalinar killed them down in his uh, thrill-filled rage. Yeah, do you want to revise Dalinar's um, class now? Has he moved from Barbarian on the Berserker? Now that he has, you know, heavy plate and... Is wielding a greatsword? I, I don't yes. know if Berserkers use heavy plate, but I mean, like, a barbarian having heavy plate just means they spend a feat on it, which is fine. Uh, I mean, I think at this point, not necessarily, but uh, at the end of this chapter, when he when he's, <laughs> when he's he gets the murderous intent against his brother, I think Berserkers in line. <laughs> Unless, are Berserkers proficient in heavy armor? I don't know. They're a fighter subclass, so I would assume so. Oh. Um... And then I thought there were more about barbarians. No, I think I think you actually I think barbarian rage is actually a prerequisite for berserker in three point five. But at any rate, whatever. Um, you can spend a fee, or you can say that it's shard plate, so it counts as medium armor. I don't care. He's this is some kind of barbarian slash berserker rage going on. Uh, he kills a bunch of people, and then his buddy shows up to give him a skin of water, and then he drinks all the water and becomes OP. And then uh, he's fighting a High Prince guy, and he's starting to whittle him down, and High Prince runs off. And you guys ever see American Gladiators? Remember that event, the wall, where you had to climb a wall, and one of the gladiators would come and chase you down? And then the other event, called the Joust, where you would be like on top of a high platform and have to knock somebody off of the platform? It's like both of those games in one. And a shark can swim faster than a man, but a man can run faster than a shark. So in a triathlon, it really comes down to the bicycling. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is a biathlon, and it's about to end. Uh, so Kalinor takes wind stance so that he can be more fluid. So Kalinor's strategy here is I can't win in a straight fight, so let me introduce a, a random nature element, namely the wind at the top of this cliff. And so he takes wind stance so that he can flow around freely. And Dalinar takes stone stance so that he can have, uh, you know, like solid footing and, you know, be able to make big, powerful attacks. And he lands a couple of big hits on uh, Kalinor's helmet and I guess shatters the helmet. And he sees the thrill in Kalinor's eyes and he's like... That's my thrill. And he like knocks him and he's like, he grabs it. He's holding on to the edge of the cliff, like Lion King. And he's like, mercy. And Kaladin, or Kaladin is like, this is mercy. And he stabs him right through the face with his shard blade Oathbringer. And then dude falls. And then, you know, Kalinor's uh, dudes are there to, I guess, like, I don't know if they're actually trying to collect the plates and take them from Dalinar, but, uh, Dalinar sees them gathering around Kalinor's 
corpse and he's like, ah, these are my shards. And he he runs down the cliff and he kills everybody and chases people down, kills them. And, gets in. and he's like, yeah, I earned this. This is my stuff. Just like Navani is mine. And he's like, I'm going to kill Gavilar. And then he sees Gavilar and Gavilar's like, sup, bro? And Eleanor's like, oh, I guess I shouldn't kill you. And I guess it's a good thing that I'm not going to be killed. Hey, bro. So, yeah. Good job killing. Great job with all the killing. You did great killing. You should do some more killing. You're so good at killing. And uh, Dalinar blessedly does not have any shame sprint pop up at his head. And uh, his face is concealed by his shard helm as well. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's about it for this week's chapters. What do you guys think? I, I think, think it was good. I think those were some excellent chapters. And flashback Dalinar sucks. Man, he's talented. But, but Dalinar almost actually saved us a lot of time. If only he... Could you imagine the good that would have come getting rid of Gavilar early? But what? then we'd have we'd have evil Dalinar as the king. We'd have even da- evil Dalinar, but I don't think we'd have the Everstorm. Well, yeah, like yeah, the I... entire war against the uh, Parshendi wouldn't have happened. Yeah, um, like the whole, just, the whole just, thing because we read it in repeated. the... That we we read it in the the prologue chapter of the book. Like essentially, it was Gavrilar. Like, yeah, I'm totally going to bring back your gods. What do you think about that? And they're like, uh, uh, make the assassin go kill him. Like that that was it. Like, thanks, Gavilar. Way to go, buddy. I have to. Who sold Seth to the Parshendi? Who was the guy? Uh, that was the assassin. One of the assassins that Yasna talked to during her prelude. Or not prelude, um, beginning prologue thing. Chapter. Prologue chapter, yes. In book two. I wonder if they knew that was going to happen. Anyway, uh, this concludes? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bye, Dave. Have, have a good week, everybody. Oh, hold on, Bye, hold Dave. on, hold on. Do Bye, we Dave. want to do spoiler time? Craig, you said you had a time crunch that we're already, like, past. Yeah, I, I actually need to get going, so okay. I cannot. Let's just skip spoilers this week. We can talk about them next week. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.